All right, you're back in the DFSR. It's an NBA podcast for Tuesday, January 24th. I am Doug Norrie, the owner operator, DFSR.com. If you need projections for FanDuel and or DraftKings bets as well, head on over to DFSR.com. Grab a seven-day free trial. We're going to have some YouTube giveaways here sooner than later as well when it comes to memberships. But meantime, make sure you get going. DFSR.com, Optimal Items, FanDuel. DraftKings, betting pages, live member chat, expert around all the time to answer your question. It's all covered for you at DFSR.com as we roll through the NBA season. That's going to cover you for NFL as well. So you're all covered uh, with that subscription. Make sure you try out a free trial. It doesn't cost you anything. Try it out. Hop in the member chat. Say, hey, what do you guys like about this? We've been here for years. They'll give you the, uh, the straight dope, the honest scoop. All good to go. Have uh, Seven-game NBA slate going here for Tuesday. The NBA has continued to smooth out some of uh, its scheduling that we saw early in the season where they would just completely pile on uh, Wednesdays and Fridays and kind of take Thursdays off. That's lowered or slowed down a little. Wednesdays are still bigger. Um, but Tuesday, you know, seven-game slate, plenty to dive into uh, on this one. And we'll start with the superstars, right? Like this is a situation where this season and, you know, most seasons where, you know, NBA is a superstar driven league. It feels like it's going even more this direction than ever before, though the talent level and the talent um, just sort of pool in the NBA at this point feels completely ridiculous. And it starts to beg the question with some of these guys is whether or not or if they can ever get too expensive. Like, is it ever I mean, obviously it is like, you know, if, if Luka Doncic took up all 60,000 of your salary, that's too expensive, right? There's some point, there's a breaking point with these things, but the play of guys like Doncic and Jokic too, who will get to does sometimes call this into question, right? Like at what point is it too much to pay for certain guys? Because the down chain effects on lineups are just, it just, applies too much down chain pressure, right? Like it, you have to have so many cheap plays, middle tier and cheap plays that you can trust on trust to be able to sustain Luka Doncic at 12.6 on DraftKings, right? Like that's a really, really big number. And if there's guys that could fill it and make it make sense, it's a guy like Luka, right? Like the numbers are ridiculous. It's incredibly consistent. He's basically the whole team when it comes to offense, and when that's the case, it does make for a very, very difficult fade on almost any night. He plays a ton of minutes. He's averaging 38 minutes a game this season. He's putting up 33.6 points, nine rebounds, uh, 8.7 assists. No Christian Wood in the lineup now, so the usage rate even can somehow tick up a little bit. The, the uh, sort of auxiliary stats don't get passed down all that much to the other pieces in the lineup, even though some of the minutes get um, redispersed, but Luca, there's a reason why the ownership level almost every night, even in this 12,000 plus range, you can see it 50%, 60%. It's because often this is not where you want to have a fade in. You do. It's very, very difficult to fade a guy like Luca any given night, whether it's from your own, just whether it's statistically or whether it's from your own, just emotional piece where it's like just hard to watch Luca pile up points, rebounds, assists, seemingly every single possession and look at that and not have it in your lineup is, is really tough. They go into this game 
against Dallas, uh, excuse me, against Washington. Luka, Luka and then the Mavericks are minus seven home favorite against the Washington team that's going to be without Chris Stapps Porzingis now. Washington has not been a very good team on the season. They're middle of the road when it comes to defensive efficiency. The pace is right around middle of the road too. So this is just your standard average matchup. And I think if Jok specifically if Jokic is out here and we have some other value, I think you can just feel pretty good about paying this salary again, 12.6. Our system sometimes does not want to default to guys that are this expensive unless it's sure and I mean absolutely positive that it can get value lower on the uh just like lower in in the chain. That usually has to mean that players are just completely out of the lineup, right? Like we have to know that guys are just going to sit. If you look at the way our lineups are setting up right now uh, over on DraftKings, now I have Jamal Murray in there. We'll get to Jokic in a second. If you're over on YouTube, you can see this. I'm showing our tools and how lineups are shaking out. You can see Luca's in 30% of lineups right now. This is Tuesday morning. When a guy like this at 12.6 is in lineups this early, typically, this is where it ends up landing, right? Are all these guys that are in here going to end up being part of the lineup? No, Jokic is going to depend on some of this because we are we could potentially get a lot of value out of the Nuggets guys. But when you see a guy like Luka coming in 30% of DraftKings lineups at early in the morning, the, things tend to get cheaper, not more expensive as the day goes on. So this is one of those things where is Luka Doncic too expensive? Probably not. Can he eventually get too, too expensive? Uh, definitely. I, well, this is our our system is actually probably sometimes more bearish on him in terms of filling out lineups than most other places. But tonight is probably not going to be one of those nights when when it comes to Luca, and I think we're going to feel pretty good about playing him. Uh, really, pro- probably in all lineups as long as some of the other pieces shake out, specifically around Nikola Nikola Jokic. Jokic sat last game. We know that when he, he like Doncic, when a guy like this sits out a game, it is an incredible fantasy boom for everyone. And be, frankly, betting boom across the lineup. When you look at totals, uh, rebounding points, assist totals, because this is redispersed in such a way that it's actually sometimes even hard to quantify what happens when a guy, um, when a guy like Jokic is out of the lineup. If you look at last game, you can see that and I'll take it off the screen share here. When you if when you take a look at last game and what happened without Jokic, you see that obviously Jamal Murray becomes pretty much a must play. He goes 38 minutes, takes 23 shots, ends up dropping 26 points and nine assists. That one is pretty easy. DraftKings, we saw from before a second ago, Jamal Murray at 7,000 is going to be in a hundred percent of lineups. If Jokic is not on the floor, I think that's pretty easy. I think that also a guy like Aaron Gordon, who gets uh, 38 minutes into that game shoots really inefficiently four for 15 from the field, but he goes for 15 and 10. He's an easy call too. like these guys that the minutes are going to be there. Even Gordon pressing up again, over 7,000 on FanDuel. I don't think, I think you can feel pretty good about it, right? Match up against New Orleans is whatever, but that price at a difficult position is fine. 6.7K on DraftKings. That one's an easy lock and load. You're getting away with a ton, I think. And I think you probably 15 points without Jokic is uh, is 
really around the floor. And then other guys like Bruce Brown's going to play big minutes if Michael Porter Jr. sits again, which it looks like he's going to. So, I again, this is like you take out Jokic and then you take out an auxiliary piece and a guy like Michael Porter Jr. And now you're really looking at a team where you're thinking about running like four guys from the lineup. Zeke Naji, he got 28 minutes in the start. He probably would get the start again. He goes for a double-double. The whole point being, this is the biggest news that we're probably going to wait on, and it actually affects the Luka thing. So these th- these two things are hand-in-hand hand at this point. If Jokic return, excuse me, if Jokic sits again, right now he's questionable with uh, left hamstring tightness, if he were to sit again, and to some degree if Porter were to sit again as well, he was out for personal reasons, so we'll see how that one shakes out. There's so much value on this Denver in this Denver lineup that you just can fit Doncic really, really easily, right? You're definitely playing Jamal Murray. You're definitely playing Aaron Gordon. You're probably almost definitely playing Bruce Brown. You're almost definitely playing Najee. So this is one, are we going to get all the information we need ahead of time? Lineup lock is at seven. There's one game, Chicago and the Pacers. Maybe you think about fading that one. You have two 730 games with Boston and uh, and the Heat, low total in that one. Two good defensive teams, probably not extracting tons of value from that game. Feel pretty good about leaving that one off. Then you get Cleveland and New York, the other 730 game. Donovan Mitchell's back. Doesn't look like we're going to get tons of value from that game either. Garland's price is up. Levert's headed back to the bench. This is not a situation we probably want to target. Two point, uh, 219 and a half total in that game. So I think we're kind of in the perfect spot here. We are... You can get away with probably not having to run anyone from Chicago. The Pacers are the Pacers. Uh, Halliburton is still out, but that team can be really tough to project on a night-to-night basis. Although if TJ McConnell gets a start, that guy's an absolute god. Uh, so if TJ McConnell, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold that one piece for TJ McConnell at like you know seventy-five hundred or whatever he's coming today. Maybe we want to roll <laughs> roll TJ into lineups. Other than that, though, I mean he's going to run thirty-nine minutes. Dude's an absolute triple double beast. But um, outside of him, like, are we going to have to roster too many guys from this early game? I really don't think so. So I think we're lining up to be in a really, really perfect spot here. We're going to know the Jokic stuff. I suspect we'll have enough value from everywhere else to be able to fit Doncic. And so when we look at these two superstars and sort of how they can affect each other on a night to night basis, uh, this is where you can end up landing. And I think you can feel uh, pretty darn good about it. Want to cover some of the other pieces of news and notes that are going to crop into uh, crop into how we're thinking about this slate. First one is Chris Paul. Chris Paul did return last game. He had been out for right around a little more than two weeks. He had sat. We had seen what had happened with their guard situation with he and Booker out. You're getting a lot of Saban Lee ownership. You're getting Damian Lee starts, Dwayne Washington coming in and out. It's always funny when a guy returns from a longer layoff. And it's if you're if you've been in the projection game for a long time, you know that this can sometimes be tough, right? It's like a guy sat out for a long time. Where do we set his minutes? Huge, and especially a guy like especially a guy like CP who's kind of old. It's like, where do you play? Where do you set his minutes? Where do you want to be with, with the overall just playing time? Are they going to ease him back into the lineup? It's been a long time off. Oh, my God. The, with Chris Paul, they just came right out of the box and played him uh, 38 minutes in, the, in his first game back. I mean, this one, even the most bullish projection, 
I don't think ever sets Chris Paul first game back two plus week layoff at 38 minutes, but there you go. He gets 38 against the Grizzlies. The Suns uh, go on and win that game, stave off Memphis, uh, a late fourth quarter push for Memphis. Paul ends up with 22 points, 11 assists, six rebounds, takes 18 shots, second most on the team behind only Mikhail Bridges. It's basically those two guys and then fodder for where it comes to the usage. I think you can run Chris Paul again here. It's a little weird because the pricing doesn't totally fit with guys like Luca. Um, but you know, you get TJ McConnell at six thousand. Maybe you fade Luca, and now you're looking at uh, sort of across the board middle tier stuff. I think you can do it. The great news here for Phoenix is they get one of the best matchups on the slate against the Hornets. Whether or not Lamelo is here or not, I don't doesn't really matter to me. When he faced the Hornets, the Hornets play a top 10 pace in the league. LaMelo, even if he were in the game, it's not like he contributes a ton here on the defensive end. Overall, the Hornets are 27th in defensive efficiency this season. They are one of the best matchups you can get on a night-to-night basis. So I think you're in a really, really good spot when it comes to Chris Paul. And like I said, if he's going to play 38 minutes out of the box uh, in his first game back, then I think you can be super bullish on the minutes, right? Like, especially too, if you're looking at some Phoenix overs and stuff like that, if, if this is going to be the case and if they are feeling like they sort of fell behind in the standings with him and Booker out and they're feeling like they have some ground to make up here, uh, this is a pretty easy call. I think with the caveat that his salary doesn't exactly help you fit stuff when it comes into, into play with Luca and uh, at the very, very top end of the salary. So, that's just something to keep an eye on. Love the matchup here. Love the way it's concentrated between he and uh, Bridges. Do think we see a Cam Johnson's minutes tick up a little bit more here. He's two games back into the mix. His He came right at 29 minutes last game. Probably crests over 30 in this one. So I think you feel okay running him um, maybe at like in the 5,000 range if you think that those minutes tend to creep up. Last thing with the Suns too, just because this matchup is so good against the Hornets, is uh, DeAndre Ayton looks like he's going to still be out. Bismack Biombo got the start last game, was a total foul machine, six fouls in 16 minutes, ends up getting buzzed completely off his minutes. Jock Londale does come in and play 23 minutes. They they run Sarich. They can run Sarich at the 5-2, so it's not just um, Jock and Bismack uh, at center. This one gets a little bit weird. They have enough options. Like We know Chris Paul can make any center just sort of like a pick-and-roll god. So you, the temptation would be to play Bismack if he was in the lineup and, and was starting again or to play Londale and just like hope you get 23, 24 minutes out of him. It's just such a weird situation. So I don't know. I think I could probably talk myself into Bismack Biombo, um, like as a flyer at like 4,500 or 4,600 on DraftKings, 4,600 4, on FanDuel, 3,600 on DraftKings. It's a really close call. Don't think the minutes are going to be 16 again. You know, are we headed back to what he did the, a couple nights before where he actually played like real minutes and wasn't he played 29 minutes the game before when 12.16 rebounds? You know, can you talk yourselves into that one, that performance again? I think you can. You just get so worried um, that they just go a different direction. But 3,600 on DraftKings, if you're looking to fit Luka, I think it's unlikely as long as he starts, I think it's unlikely that Bismack crushes you at that price. Maybe he disappoints you. Maybe it's, you know, foul city again, or they just go with one of the other bigs that I mentioned. 
but I don't think there's, I don't think you're in a situation where he's going to just like murder you at those, at those prices. So uh, one other situation to keep an eye on final one, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to go in and face the Lakers here. We know that on the season, the Lakers are one of the better DFS matchups. They rank 21st in defensive efficiency this season. They rank third in pace. They played a really, really fast pace with or without LeBron. Kawhi is back to playing when he plays. Kawhi is back to playing real minutes here. And I think that this is a guy that probably will not have massive ownership in this game just because of Luka, of Chris Paul, of TJ McConnell, these other guys who prices fit into just these areas that make it kind of tough. But when you look at Kawhi over the last three games, 36 minutes, 38 minutes, 39 minutes, all in regulation, 18 to 20 shots a game in that time, getting after it at times on the re- on the rebound again. The steals have been there for the most part for him. I don't think he's the defensive monster that he had been in, in the past, but he will get the, he will get steals every once in a while. He's averaging just under two steals over the month of January when he's been actually playing. And that's with the minutes. Cause like Kawhi's thing is it's really been, he plays the minutes when he plays. It's just, he doesn't play a lot. <laughs> like that's been, that's been the sort of the story with Kawhi this season is that you can, I think you can pretty much trust what happens with him when he's actually on the court. It's just, Actually, being on the court is the part that gets a little iffy or just non-existent at times for Kawhi. But the Laker matchup is a really, really good one. Uh, you want to, We're often trying to target guys against Los Angeles just because they don't really play much defense and they want to get after it with pace, and that's just the story of their team. Roy Hachimura is not going to be playing for the Lakers, not like that matters uh, from a defensive standpoint at all. But um, – and they traded away Kendrick Nunn. So not much on the Lakers side really changes here. I don't really want to run them back into the Clippers, especially with the other guys that we mentioned on this slate. But Kawhi, I think, can actually see lower ownership in this game and does have real upside, especially on the minutes that he's playing. So I think he makes an interesting flyer. Only other pieces to mention going into Tuesday, Kristaps Porzingis is going to be out. Uh, this the, the the Wizards do not get a ma- like a fantastic matchup here against Dallas. Dallas plays really really slow. The defense is fine for them. Uh, Dallas on the season, yes, yeah, second slowest team uh, in the league. So you're not getting anything, get, not getting away with anything in terms of volume. The defense for Dallas um, this year, oh, where did I just have it here? Dallas is 23rd in defense. So that's like they're below average, but the pace just crushes you in terms of really piling up anything um, when it comes to fantasy stuff. So yeah, Bradley Beal, maybe the minutes tick up. Maybe you see Kuzma play a lot more. Daniel Gafford coming kind of cheap on DraftKings. Maybe you think about that for a few more center minutes available without stops. Um, I think other games, if there was other matchups, I think I'd be more interested in thinking about this one, but just against Dallas, uh, I don't think we're really going to be going there. All right. That pretty much covers it um, in terms of what to look for on this Tuesday slate of basketball action. If you are interested in keeping up to date on all of the stuff that's going on here, want to have some bets to put in, want to have optimal lineups for DraftKings and FanDuel, make sure you go to dfsr.com slash membership, or just go to the sales page, uh, the regular front page. You're going to see the, the option there to sign up for a free seven day trial, optimal lineups, FanDuel and DraftKings, El Yahoo as well. NFL, NBA, all covered under one subscription subscription package. Members only chat room where someone's around to answer your questions. Um, 
uh, really for anything you want, especially when it comes to NBA projections. Someone's around all the time to do that. You're not going to find a better deal in the industry. We're going to be coming at you five days a week with FanDuel and DraftKings plays and bets. So make sure you sign up here or just make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get notified when that's going to be coming. DFSR.com, free seven-day trial. Good luck tonight. See you tomorrow.